Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps and garden projects. Let's go! So finally the season underway at the weekend. Rangers losing at Rugby Park. Celtic taking the points, the 4-2 win against Ross County. But Carl Starfeld looks to be on his way to Celta Vigo. Barry Ferguson is here, Mark Guidi too. Barry, you said it was going to be tough at the weekend at Rugby Park, but not as tough as it was. Yeah, it's not a, a great start to the season, um, if I'm being brutally honest. Uh, watched the game, Paul. Look, Rangers had plenty of possession, no doubt about it, but in the final third, um, they didn't produce enough chances or, or make the command that goalkeeper um, work. So, ideally, the first game of the season, you want to make sure you get three points. Um, and for me, it's a bonus if you play well. But I said, you're going down to Rugby Park, Then McInnes would have his team set up really well. But you need to try and find a way and make sure you find a way to try and get that three points. So a bitterly disappointing start to the season for, for Rangers. But the, the, the good thing about it is they've got a home game on Wednesday night and the Champions League qualifier against Servette and they need to make sure they, they produce a good performance and a, a good result. And if they do it against Servette home and away or over the two, then they play either PSV or Stum Graz. So Max Johnson could be back in Scotland soon. More from Barry on that in a moment or two. Mark Guidi for Celtic then. The flag was unfurled. 4-2 win. Brendan Rodgers' regime has started his era. What did you feel about Celtic on Saturday? <clears throat> well, in the, in the first game of the season, Paul, it's all about getting the points. It's never always going to be you know fluent for 90 minutes. You know, Celtic had their, their, their moments where they were on the, the back foot. Could argue they might have had a penalty um, against them for Malcolm McKay's team. But eventually they found a rhythm. They won the game. Deserved to do so. But Celtic's got a bit to go, Paul. And there's no doubt that Brendan Rodgers will want to bring in another um, two or three players. I've defended Joe Hart time and time again. Um, but yeah, I'm starting to see that... that perhaps the need um, for, a, for, a, for a new goalkeeper to come in and, and put pressure or um, take over um, from him but over the piece good start uh, for Celtic win your game and Brendan Rodgers I think made a statement with his team selection by including David Turnbull and leaving out Rio Hotati I think he just wanted to make one statement that didn't make it all a, like an Ange Postecoglou team he made the statement and it paid off and uh, Turnbull turned in a really good performance until they get subbed 0808 17 17 700 you know the number to call the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy Barry is standing by so too is Mark Guidi let's go on the lines ready for the first call Barry yep sure am Derek is on a big Rangers fan good evening Derek good evening Paul good evening panel uh, Barry Derek? that's Derek. not acceptable on Saturday if, if, if anybody thinks that team is going to win the championship they're kidding themselves on I was absolutely dreadful on Saturday and it's taking the same failures he's let Rangers down continuously the left back winced again caught out at the goal that, that diagonal ball out for a throw in Conor Dawson James Tavernier John Lindstrom every single one of them should be shipped out of the club absolutely dreadful at defending and and uh, I don't understand why why he didn't play Cadwell from the start no, I, I didn't think they looked at togetherness in the team which was the worrying thing Barry yeah there was a couple of surprising um, 
selections mm-hmm. that I thought would have started the game. I thought Ryan Jack would have come in and played beside Raskin to free him up a bit more because Ryan Jack likes being that anchor in, in midfield and obviously Cantwell because Cantwell was a, a big player, no doubt. He, he was one of the, 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 the bright sparks last season. So it was interesting to see that he, he left him out. I heard his, his press conference after it. The reason why he done that was... To, to obviously bring him on in the last 20-25 minutes when the game would open up a wee bit um, but unfortunately it didn't happen listen I get the frustration I'm frustrated like every other Rangers fan I thought it was a real bad goal to lose a lot of people going about John Shooter but it's the first um, the first part Seema has got to win that header when the long throw comes in he's, he's pushed off the ball too lightly and then obviously gets caught in between John Shooter's foot and, and Kilmarnock um, score the goal but for albeit that Rangers weren't great, you've got to give Kilmarnock credit as well. I mean, it's evidence about Rangers not playing well and I totally get that, but I thought Derek set his team up brilliantly. I thought they defended their 18-yard box unbelievably well, but with the quality that Rangers have got in that team, they have to find a way. And when you get one or two chances, like they did towards the end of the first half, they've got to make sure they, they put their ones away. And Todd Cantwell not starting. Were you surprised? Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah. I was surprised because, as I said, he, he's certainly a player that's yeah. impressed me since mm-hmm. he's he's come up the road for Norwich. And I thought the first month it took him a bit of time to get up to speed, but I thought the last couple of months he was certainly one of Rangers' bright sparks toward the, uh, towards the end of the season. Mark, stinging criticism there from Derek. Derek, come back in a second. Mark, what do you feel about Rangers? I know there's 37 games to go. Some of the columns today, I know Bill Leckie's at a real, not a goal, but he is saying that this is a worrying start for Rangers and they'll have to get it right over the next, up until including the Celtic game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it must be a concern uh, because there's been a couple of games during pre-season as well where there's been a, a few red flags. You know, on Saturday point, you, you can accept going away from home to a venue like Rugby Park, which is going to be difficult, particularly with the surface and the commander goalkeepers had the game in his life. And you've just been unlucky. You've hit the woodwork. Or you've got a refereeing decision goes against you. You're down to 10 men. You need to scrap for a draw. That wasn't there for Rangers. Commander goalkeeper hardly had a thing to do. It wasn't good enough. Um... And it strikes me just going in this first competitive game that perhaps Michael Beale has had too many options middle to front to look at and to work with and he's not been able to find time to actually find the best out of them and then go and work with what he feels. So I think he's been maybe had to spread himself too th- thinly with all the options um, and hardly any of them impressed. Let's be honest. I, and by the way, I can't work out what Rangers were trying to do. What was really the game plan? Can't. Yeah, what, yeah. What, what, and they're, they're seriously lacking wood. And another thing as well, now maybe they're, they're having to sell them because it's the only concrete bid that they've got in terms of assured finances coming in. Couldn't they balance the books? 15 sure. millions get out and fair play to them for that. But Sakala, why are you letting fashion Sakala go? 3.8 yeah, it's, it's It's good money, Paul, but it's not blow your mind away money. Um, so letting Sakala go for me is a problem because he's the kind of guy if he was on the bench on, on, on Saturday look, put it this way he'd be a better option than, than, than Roof to bring on for that kind of game the way Kilmarnock played but do you agree on that sorry about Sakala yeah I would have kept him I'm not saying he's going to be a starting 11 player Paul but I tell you what for coming off the bench as an impact player with 15, 20, 25 minutes to go when defenders start to tire the one thing Sakala's got is genuine pace and defenders hate that me looking at Rangers watching the game on Saturday I found quite a lot of the forward players all pretty similar 
all nice technical, uh, technically good on the ball, nice touches, but sometimes you need a bit of difference. Somebody who's going to break the lines, run in behind defenders. Um, so that's, I agree with Mark, maybe he's not had enough time in, in pre-season to, to gel them together, but you don't get a lot of time, Paul. Mm. That, that is a problem up, up here in Scotland because the sure. Rangers fans, like Derek just now, they've got every right to be a bit worried yep. because of the, the performance and the result on Saturday. Derek? Barry, you say about Ryan Jack, why would you need two holding midfielders to play against a team of journeymen? Who I would always, Derek, Derek, see Ryan Jack, Ryan Jack will sit in the centre center of the pitch and allow Raskin to go forward at stages in the game if you watch Raskin he's brilliant at driving with the ball 10-15 yards committing midfielders and I think Ryan Jack and him have got a good partnership that's the reason why I would play him uh, I think I'm worrying the same as Barry the, the lack of one in the team as Mark says I says last week in this, uh, before the season was kicked one manager was under severe pressure mm-hmm. I would suggest if Michael Bale doesn't make the Champions League and loses to Celtic he might not even get to Christmas because some fans have already wrestled with him. He would have never been my choice of manager. He's not. He's not. A, he's not a manager. He's a coach. And I think he's, he's, he, the former line all looks too similar to me. And I think there are a complete lack of goals in the team, which is very worrying. I don't see where they're going to get a striker. Is any striker going to get you 25, 30 goals a season? Not what I've seen so far. Okay. Yep. Barry. But he's spent. Yeah. He's he's obviously spent. Five, I don't know the exact money spent in Danilo, five or six million pounds. Dessers is three and a half million pounds. Lammers is three, three and a half million pounds. So there's money been spent in the areas. And they guys are brought in to do one thing and that's score goals. Um, and the hardest thing, I spoke about it last week, the most important thing for a striker is he needs to get off the mark as quickly as possible. Once games keep churning out and you don't get that goal, your confidence stop, uh, starts to, to drop a bit. But... Listen, this is the way it is. Yep. I knew mm-hmm. what would happen here. There's people starting to get itchy feet, but that's just the way it is up here, Paul. I'm, I'm afraid. And the, it's a wake-up call for some of the players. They, they'll realise that they're coming in for a bit of criticism just now, but that's the way it works at Rangers because you're demanded to win every game. And I thought on Saturday, it wasn't good enough. I saw Chris Boyd saying on Sky, you know, the manager, it's under pressure. And Chris Sutton said, well, what do you mean by pressure? And a scale of one to 10. And Chris Boyd didn't then say what that was. But it sounds crazy after one game. There's 37 to go. But people have been it's pointing crazy it. in the West of Scotland. It is, isn't it? I know. Way. Well, look at GVB this time last year. He'd just gone to, he was a penalty win mm-hmm. goal away from winning a European trophy. He'd won the Scottish Cup and he was out by what? November. Yeah, Michael Beale's behind in terms of achievement. Michael Beale's behind Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, yeah. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, so get, got them into the Champions League. Michael Beale's got it's a stressful month, it's a horrible month. Well, particularly you're starting off at Rugby Park, then you've got Champions League qualifiers, and then you've got the old firm game on, on September the 3rd. But that's why you're Rangers manager. Yeah. Now, I'm, not, I'm not here to make excuses for Michael Beale. One thing I would like to see, I mean, John Souter said a lot of criticism yeah, for the goal. Yeah. John Souter, for me, is Rangers' best defender. Defender. He reads the game well. He'll get the ball, he'll break out with it, he'll make a pass, he'll link the play. He's Rangers' best defender. They made a mistake at the goal, but as Barry said, Seema should be running the header. Barisic is rolling it, isn't he clever? And I like Barisic, but again, if you're going to win the league, if you're serious about beating Celtic over 38 games, defensively as well, there's not been enough work done um, with Rangers. That should have been one of the games you're coming back up 
in the bus thinking that was horrible mm-hmm. horrible game but, but we're coming back up with three points and there's no sign of it scrappy horrible you've got to find a way um, and unfortunately they, they didn't and that puts them under pressure yep. straight away because yep. the Rangers fans are really demanding and they will expect a lot more for this Rangers team Derek final point uh, Mark the problem that Bill's got he's not won a big game yet yeah yep. the games against Celtic the Cup he's really got to win convincingly Wednesday night yeah and not lose a goal 2 or 3 nothing. At least, yeah, uh, just got to take some kind of win over in Switzerland, Derek. Some kind of win just to remember it's over 180 minutes. So, listen, I think if you offered Michael Beal a 1 0 just now, you'd take it all day long because they're going to start that game on Wednesday night a wee bit nervy, a wee bit apprehensive, which would be natural and understandable um, because of what happened on Saturday afternoon and the reaction. Of the, of the Rangers supporters but any kind of win on Wednesday night you take that all day they, long they'll need to come flying out the traps on Wednesday they'll need to they'll need to just go right at Servette and make sure you get the crowd behind you and that's the only way you'll get the crowd yeah. behind you when you come out and you're in their faces and you're playing um, forward thinking football and um, that's what they need to do on Wednesday because they need to make sure they, they get a result on Wednesday Here's Michael Beale speaking about Servette. Well, it's a big game in midweek against Servette at home and I'm sure our fans will be up and behind the team. It's a perfect one for us to bounce back in. We can't dwell on this, that's for sure. The bitterly disappointed dressing room in there. I didn't think everything was terrible today, but obviously the result is. So, look, that one's out of the way. We look forward to it Wednesday evening. And about the 37 games to go? Oh, the, the only blessing is there's 37 games to go and we've got a chance to, to make up for it. And I think the... Uh, the expectation is a privilege and, and if you work for this football club you should take that on and you want to do better than what we did today. And what about the players so many introduced on Saturday? Oh, I think that will be an awakening for one or two of, of how difficult it is to come here to Kilmarnock and how much the other teams want to play against you but I'm sure that the, the group of players are aware of that. It, we prepared well for the game and, and we didn't get the result we wanted. It's gone now, we can't we can't look back, we've got to look forward to Livingston next week. Barry, you say all along, you know, to wear that jet it can be heavy at times They're going it's to have a heavy to, heavy yeah. jersey there's no doubt about it um, and as, as I said it will be a wake up call because I'm sure some of the players will be thinking what's going on with the, 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 the criticism that's going against them just now but I'm afraid that's just the way it is um, up here as I said you're expected to win um, every game you enter as a, as a Rangers player so the great thing about it is there's just a game round the corner and that's the most important thing but Wednesday's massive now. Wednesday is massive and look, there's enough players in there. I mean, there was five debuts in the league I'm talking about. There was six guys who have been there and know it and know what they're up against. So there shouldn't be any, I'm not going to use excuses, there shouldn't be any surprises. You know what you're going into. You're, no, you're going into a manager who's well experienced. He can organise a team you're going to an artificial surface, you know what you're coming up against, so there should be no excuses. At the end of the day, Kamarnock deserved the win, which is which is difficult for me to say that. Let's go back on the lines. There's loads of Rangers fans calling in just now. We'll speak to Celtic fans in a wee while. We'll hear from Brendan Rogers too. But Connor is on, a regular caller. Connor, good evening. You're on. What's your point? Evening, Paul. Evening, guys. Um, yeah, I mean, bitterly disappointed sure. with that start to the season, I've got to say. Um, no. Oh, come on, all lose games. Uh-huh. Okay, we've got you back. You yeah. Uh-huh. yeah you, I'm, sorry, I don't know what happened. That's all right. Um, no, you can you can lose games of football, right? And in the opening day of the season, you've got, you've got time to recover it. 
but it's the manner that you lose them. And what I saw there, for all the hype and the build-up of these players coming in the door, was a team that looked disjointed, didn't look cohesive at all. There was didn't, didn't seem to be any game plan. Um, and I must say, and I'm not a fan of doing it, but I think Bill deserves some criticism because whatever his tactics were, they weren't working. And at no point during the game did he change it, did he try and... You know, get two up front, for example, to to try and do something. He didn't. He just didn't change it. Is that fair, Barry? Would you say? What they didn't change the the game plan. He didn't. Yeah, put two I, up front. I think maybe once Kamal not get that goal, that's mm. where maybe you might need to look at maybe doing something something different. He did make substitutions. Cantwell, Danilo, etc. Come on, um, they didn't have much of a, an impact. Um, so yeah, that's maybe something that I'm sure Michael Beale will go back and, and look at, that maybe if you are a goal down, you've got a different, obviously, way to approach it. Here's what the captain said afterwards, Connor. No, I obviously done to the final season. It's it's unacceptable that we lost today. It's disappointing, but it's the first game of the season and there's plenty more games to be played and you know we obviously can't let this happen again. I'm disappointed, obviously. You never want to see the, start the season off losing the game you know it's the first game of the season we've also got to brush this off as quickly as possible because we've got a very important game Wednesday but you know it's disappointing um, you know we felt we were comfortable throughout the game uh, limited their chances but obviously if you keep a, a team like Kilmarnock in a game they're just obviously waiting for a set piece and obviously they capitalise on one but I felt we could have created more chances today and we didn't but we obviously have to you know learn from this very quickly um, it's the first game of the season and you know we've got to put in performances that not only us as a team um, accept, but obviously a performance that you know we want to put a, a good performance in for the fans. Barry, what would you change for Wednesday? Um, I'll be, I've been interesting to see. I, I think Cantwell will come in, mm-hmm. no, no doubt about that. Um, will Sefentes come in and play alongside Raskin, or will Ryan Jack come in and, and play beside him? Will Will he he, he play Danilo with mm-hmm. Dessers? So. I'm I'm looking forward to see um, if he does tweak the formation or I think I think the personnel will change. I think you'll see two or three changes for sure. There's no doubt about it because you know how important this is, Paul. This is um, you need to get the vir- first victory as quickly as possible. I know it's Europe, but they need to make sure they get into that Champions look uh, Champions League group stage. No no doubt about that. So I fully expect there to be. A few changes come Wednesday night. Mark, James Bisgrove, the CEO, saying today, you know, in the papers, that Rangers have the squad capable of competing in the Champions League. So, as Barry says, Wednesday and next week, crucial. Well, I'm not sure they have a squad capable of competing in the Champions League proper. First and foremost, you've got to get there. And Rangers need to step it up if they're going to get there. So, uh, it's about getting through the qualifiers. Should they have enough to beat Servette? Absolutely. Then possibly PSV after that. And let's wait and see it was a tight one last year but Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and his players navigated their way uh, through that um, but um, no look at, looking at that yesterday and looking at that squad I don't think they've got a squad to compete if you're going to compete in the Champions League that's when you're going to win two or three games make a fist of it I don't think Rangers look on the on, on the evidence of Saturday they don't look anywhere near that and let's be honest yes the Champions League the financial gain of course is so so important uh, for Rangers but it's all but one in the league Paul and we've been saying it now if you can't go to places like Kilmarnock and win you're not going to be the champions they need to find that kind of thing and find it quickly and then Europe Europe's a bonus but it, but I get it it's massive this month and financially um, it's massive but um, no, competing in Champions League long way off that 
I mean, he's got a good size squad there. I'm, I'm just looking for instance, you've got Sefentes, you've got Jack, you've got Hadji, Cantwell, Kemar Roof, guys like that, Danilo uh, as well. So if you're not producing on the pitch, then these guys are sitting at the side to, to go and take your, your your place in the team. So that's why you create a, a squad with competition. And if you don't produce the goods, then somebody else will come in and take your place. Should Alex Lowry have been in that conversation before going to uh, Tank? He played well. Uh, yeah, he did. He came on and he, he certainly made an impact. Look, uh, there's nothing I like more than seeing a young player sure. coming through. Uh, uh, and Lowry, every time I've seen him, I've got to be honest with you, he's impressed me. Mm-hmm. I like him. He glides. He's, he's, he's a different type. Well, this be good for him going away and, and getting the experience. Hearts are a, are a big club. They're not as big as Rangers, obviously, but it's an opportunity for him to go and gain that bit of experience. Now, if he goes and he plays and he produces the goods, he'll be back January the 1st. Connor? Yeah, listen, firstly, I totally agree with Mark there when he, the, the Champions League thing. Um, I think the, the evidence is it's plain to see for the other day there that we... We're, <laughs> We don't have a squad to compete in the Champions League proper. We could get there, admittedly, but it, the priority is obviously the league. And my concern is that right now, I don't think Michael Beale knows what his strongest start of living is. But the problem he's got is we don't have a long time before we have the first derby of the season against Celtic. Now, we're already three points behind them. So assuming that they win the two games that they play in the league um, before then, we could go six points behind Celtic Having played four games, but Connor, how can you know your best when you've brought so many players in? And that's a good thing, isn't it? As a Rangers fan, how can you know after one game what your best lineup is? He's going to have to find it quickly. But do you think that's yes. maybe a bit too critical of Michael Beale? Oh no, yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying that that he's got yeah. to find it and he's got to find it quickly because you don't have time to kick in. Now, listen, what I will say is, having seen Celtic play on Saturday as well, mm-hmm. they got off to. A, a slow start just as we did oh we're coming to that next yeah (laughs) no but the difference (laughs) is when when they got their opportunity to turn it around and get the foot in the gas and get back into the game they did we didn't we we didn't now I do think and I don't know if the guys agree I think Conor Goldson had a strong shout for a penalty kick that was not given Um, it came from I think the corner when John Suter headed Mm -hmm. it by I mean he was pretty much wrestled to the ground so I don't know why VR didn't look at that but that's no excuse that happens so often doesn't it in every corner kick or whatever yeah Connor, we're going to have to move on just now. Barry, we'll come back on that and we'll talk Celtic. We'll hear from Brendan Rogers next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, the start of a new week and the start of a new season, 2023-24. Mark Guidi is here, Scotland's top pundit. Barry Ferguson, the legend, is here every Monday, Wednesday and Friday only on the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. So, on Saturday, Celtic winning 4-2 against Ross County. Dundee won, Motherwell won. We'll talk about it shortly, a little bit. Livingston nil, Aberdeen nil. We probably won't because there was nothing to talk about. Terrible game. And St. Johnson nil, Hearts 2. Alex Lowry signed on loan from Rangers and he came on and made the difference along with the new Japanese signing uh, in the second half. And then at 5.15, Kilmarnock won, Rangers nil. And Mark, I think you are going to say all credit to Brad Lyons. Yeah, Kilmarnock. Yeah, yeah, ter- terrific. Um, you know, took his goal well. It was a good finish. He pounced yeah. um, quickly, put it away. But but he, but he led by example. You know, the, the skipper yeah. was good and enjoyed his interview with with David Craig after the game. Um, you know, he spoke very well. And uh, credit to to Derek McInnes uh, 
and the, the Kelly players. So that wasn't what you were going to say. I now sense you were going to come in with something else. No, no, I was, point, no. no I was just going. To, I was looking at Barry and your yeah. very false when your your praise of, of, of Barry yeah. and I, which is not. I'm just thinking of your your own tag. Yeah. What was it, Scotland's? Premier presenter, oh, or what, right? what you, I don't know. Yeah. Is that, is I don't, that, no, I don't do think so. Well, let's well, not let's well, not have well, a competition. Just, just, Thank just, you. I think I'm. Then. No, I'll take this. I'm the best in my price range. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, what about Celtic at the weekend? So that's agree with In my in my price range. <laughs> so, uh, Mark, what do you think? So, Carl Starfelt looks to be on his way out. I mean, yeah. it's no secret that Jacinta has gone to Lisbon from mm. the Celtic women's team. Do you think that swayed his ambition? He wants to be, looks as though he's going to Celta Vigo. How much do you think for him? I, I, is it is a fee of between five and six million, maybe something something like that? I, I think Celtic bottom in the region of four million pounds from Ruben Kazan, uh, one of Ange Postacoglu's first signs. Look, if, if you wait up, Paul, he's been at the club for two years. He's helped the club win five trophies. Um, and they're going to move him on for a for, for a small tidy profit. If he wants to go, personal circumstances, then then fine. And he get two years to go in his deal. Um, I'd like Starfelt, but I always thought he was one player that, that, that Celtic could have upgraded. You always look at the, a Celtic team and a Rangers team and think, right, yeah. of that team, is that the best that you realistically can get for that position? And I think with Starfelt, he was decent, but I always thought there was a chance to to upgrade. Now, please. Um, Navrokic, how, how yeah. are you pronouncing it? Uh, Navrokic. Uh, I think it's Navrokic's. Navrokic's. So Navrokic, for me, I like him. Early indications, and from what I'm hearing inside Celtic Park, proper defender. Right. A guy defence. Mm. Guy doesn't mess about. And I like that. And I know in modern day you've got a bit of both, but I like somebody that can just go and first and foremost defend your goal and make sure the number nine knows that he's in a game. Um, but Starfield, good money for him. It will top up Brendan's uh, kitty because Celtic still need to do business, Paul. They are by no means a finished article. I've just checked with Rob, it's Navrotsky, right? Navrotsky. That's it, Navrotsky. Barry, what did you make of Celtic on Saturday? I didn't think they were great, but that generally happens most um, most games when you start off the, the season. You're still no firing in all cylinders, but they found a way to win. They were clinical when the, the, the opportunities came uh, and they, they finished it off. Uh, so listen it's all about just getting the three points on the board and then getting into training on Monday and working hard towards the, the next game because generally I found most first games of the season where where I struggle at times but you had to make sure you got the three points on the board whether that was playing well that was a bonus that was a bonus it was just making sure you found a way and had some tough oppositions or tough grounds to go to and you need to navigate round the way he making sure you, you get the three points unfortunately for Rangers and to be fair to Kilmarnock and I thought Derek set up his team well and and I thought Brad Lyons in the middle of the pitch I thought he was he was excellent as they all they, they, they were all 8 out of 10 the Kilmarnock players but Rangers had to make sure they can back up the road with three points they didn't Kilmarnock deserved the, the victory in terms of Celtic again they weren't at their best they found a way to win and that's what you need to do. What's it like when you're in the chasing pack, Barry? And I know it's one game, but if you're the Rangers team at five o'clock... You before... don't want to fall behind at yeah, any yeah. stage, Paul. Yeah, You don't. That's the last thing you want is fall behind. Whether it's two points or whether it's three points, mm-hmm. you do not want to fall behind. Even if it's the first game of the season. I know there's 30 games to, uh, 37 games to go. Plenty of football still to be played, but you want to make sure you go off to a flyer. That's the most important thing. Because nobody expected that. 
Mark. Everyone, Andy Walker on with Barry yeah. on Friday, they both said this is going to be tough on that pitch. Yeah. And I don't think we should have plastic pitches no, in the top it's horrible. No, it's, it's, Live on... it's, it's horrible. It's not great for our game, not, let's be no. honest. But, um, no, I didn't expect, I, I did think it would be tough. Um, you think that Rangers are that enthusiasm. Um, but I, I was I was disappointed uh, with the Rangers' performance, um, Paul. And Mike will be able to get it going um, quickly. Um, but one thing got to say about Kilmarnock as well it wasn't a smash and grab they had Rangers in the back foot for different spells in the game so credit to them they picked their moments they defended for as if their, their, their lives depended on it they protected their goalkeeper and uh, you know some of the Rangers players the, the, the new guys um, you know I don't know if I thought they'll, they'll come here and it's a stroll and stuff like that but they've certainly quickly found out it's not the case because Barry knows Barry captain Rangers for many many years delivered success you know, and I've always said it as well but it's not easy to win a league so I don't think that you get the credit you deserve like Celtic over the past number of years for winning leagues and winning trebles because it's tough Which it's Saturday how, t- how tough it is so it, it, it's not easy and every time whether it's Kilmarnock St Johnson Motherwell Dundee pick your club it's a cup final for them particularly on their own pitch so if you've got to go and win you need to produce something a wee bit special you should never underestimate how difficult is to win games of football at this level there's no such thing as a stroll certainly away from home so if uh, new guys going into a, a, a new arena you've got to be on them and making sure they know what they're coming up against telling them what they're coming up against what type of players they're coming up against what type of surface what's it going to be like they're going to be in your faces they're not going to give you any time in the ball um, that, that's the way I thought the game would pan out and that's the way it was Kamarnock played to their strengths and and they come out on top and I, I thought it took some of the Rangers players by surprise but that's up to the players that have been there yeah. to let them know what they're coming up against but do they understand are there enough of the existing players yeah, somebody's you've got Rick, to understand Paul. Richard's on just now on the socials at Go Football Show and he's just said I've heard James Tavernier there it's not good enough it's the same platitudes that we've had before he said evening guys one of the big things that annoys me after defeat is the usual rubbish we get from players uh, about being disappointed for the fans. We need to learn from this. He said he's one of them. Tavernier is one of them who makes mistakes too often and continues to play. We need better than him. Right, It's one game. But where is it going to come for for these new signings that there's a way to play here? There's a bit of grit and determination that they need to give that they you didn't see on Saturday. Well, I'm sure between the game and Saturday yeah. when it finished and up until the game on Wednesday night, I'm sure people round about will be letting them know what's needed. Um, and you need to respond as quickly as possible and the great thing is you've got a game four days after a tough one to take there's no doubt about it as I said I, I didn't think Rangers were going to go down there and think it was going to be easy and they would stroll about I thought it was going to be a difficult game it was going to be a tough one but I thought they would have had enough to make sure they came away for Rugby Park with three points but they didn't do enough Barry there could be one or two more signings you reckon especially after the weekend yeah, but I think there will be Paul Sifentes uh, or Yep. Is that the way to pronounce it? Right, thank you. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him. I, I've, as I said, I've done a fair bit of homework on him, read up on him. People have spoke really highly of him, so they need to get him up to speed as quickly as possible. But he's been playing since yeah. since January. He said a couple of weeks break, so he should be up to speed. And don't be surprised if he's put straight into the starting eleven and and Wednesday night. Where's the width going to come from? The way that Michael Beale plays, it comes for the fullbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, but again it looked if it was really congested at yeah. times yeah. like people were on top of each other um, and I get that, that I mean I enjoy the way that Michael Beale does set his teams up but sometimes you've got to maybe the fullbacks have maybe got to 
sit off a wee bit and allow the guys who are playing on the left and the right hand side to maybe hug the touchline for five or ten minutes mix it up a wee bit yeah mix mix it up get the opposition thinking yes a wee bit because I think Kilmarnock knew what way Rangers were going to play and they were quite happy with that yeah. maybe with it being congested in the middle area and obviously knowing that opportunities Tavernier and Barisic would go forward but obviously Kilmarnock's wide players tracked them back really well Earlier in the afternoon, the early kickoff, 12.30 Celtic, a 4-2 win against Ross County. They were three up and then they were 4-1 up um, with County scoring the last kick of the ball. Brendan Rogers summarised the game. I think the result was, was a good result. Uh, I thought Ross County started very well. We were slow uh, to start and I thought we had some really good moments with the ball. We need to be much better against the ball. We conceded uh, two goals where well, we have to be better and uh, and some other sort of half chances especially in the first half but I think it's it's what you expect a little bit it's never going to be perfect in the first game but what's important is, is to win and uh, and when we when we played well we showed some great uh, moments uh, with the ball so um, but collectively we'll get better Just exactly what you said a moment or yeah. two ago yeah. both of you that was him on Sky afterwards Yeah, and but he the, spoke about sorry but there, there, yeah. there speaks a manager that's experienced and knows what it takes because he's been round the course before and, and he's and he's delivered trophies, he's delivered success at various clubs. And then again, you can see, we'll talk about mixed up a wee bit. So there he's gone, so many would sort of say like, Kyogo's as close to a kind of finished article you're going to get. Then he's introduced something new to Kyogo's game. So look at the way, just for that wee split second, the second half, he drops deep, spins, he's got the runner beyond. So there's things you can see that they've worked on. There's been a plan that doesn't happen by accident. Yeah, of course, there's that intelligence out in the pitch. But that's something that Brendan Rodgers has, has worked on. That's something we've said about Brendan Rodgers before. He'll make Kyogo better. You can see Turnbull get a new, at least I would say Celtic, nowhere near the, the finished article. And Brendan Rodgers will admit that. The Celtic supporters will admit it. Um, but there's a calmness there with that Celtic manager because he knows the score. Not be flustered. I've told the players we'll take a wee while to get up to speed. And the good thing that Ange Postecoglou had last summer as well, which is a big benefit over Rangers, is the fact that Celtic can go week to week. Paul get four or five good sessions under mm. their belt, particularly a new manager getting get into his way of thinking the way he wants to play. Whereas Rangers have got unbelievable stress on them for the next few weeks because of the what's on their shoulders in terms of European football. I know there's one game gone. Top scorer. It's David Turnbull, isn't he? He's two goals at the weekend. Yeah. Here's the manager. Yeah, yeah, he took he took his goals well. He's very efficient. David obviously the penalty was was very cool and he gets in at the back post and finishes from a great cross from Matt O'Reilly. Should should have had another one, makes a really good run into the box. So I think that's Dave's game. He's very good on the ball, his timing is very good. And, uh, and he can finish so please for him Barry he was smiling a bit I know somebody said the other day he doesn't smile enough David Turnbull but mm-hmm. Brendan Rodgers is doing a lot for his career there's, there's no doubt in David Turnbull's got real good qualities I, I, I've always said it um, he just couldn't break into that area of the pitch for Celtic and that, that was probably their their uh, biggest strength was the, the centre of the park but he's got an opportunity and I'm sure he's he's desperate to grab it with, with, with both hands because um, one thing about him is um, he can create but also as he showed on Saturday he can score goals um, and that's um, that's a major plus for a central midfielder What do you make of Matt O'Reilly's comments? So he's interviewed the two of them as you know on Sky David Turnbull and Matt O'Reilly and Matt O'Reilly then comes in and says yeah I know it was tough for him last season trained so well such a good player 
it was kind of a criticism maybe some are saying about last season but more importantly he's he's obviously he's backing his colleague yeah I mean I mean the manager has shown great belief in, in David Turnbull I mean, they're obviously different kind of players but he's decided to go with um, Turnbull instead of uh, Hitati many would argue Hitati's Celtic's best player um, so there's just a wee indication from, from Brendan Rodden I would expect Hitati to come into the team at Petordry next weekend with either O'Reilly or Turnbull dropping out but I might be wrong because Brendan is a very adventurous uh, coach and he might think no, most of the games I'm, I'm, I'm going to go we're more getting up uh, closer to Kyogo who knows but what it is, is it's given David Turnbull a new lease of life and it's now up to him to keep that going and as I said before Paul you've got to show unbelievable consistency to play every week for Celtic or Rangers you've got to otherwise you'll not be in the team so David Turnbull knows what required he's not a rookie he's not just arrived this season he's been there for three years now so he knows the level and he's got a manager that believes in him and wants to wants him to do well and David Turnbull can look back and Brendan Rodgers I'm sure has had conversations to say without blowing more on trumpet David look at what I did for Tom Rodgers look at what I did eventually for, for Ryan Christie all these kind of players James Forrest so go on I can make that I can make that happen for you if you're going to have the, the work ethic and the desire I can go and make you a star in this team Barry were you surprised that Hitati didn't play? Yeah because Mark's just mentioned yeah. there he's, he's one of Celtic's uh, best players he had a, a, a brilliant let's be honest he had a brilliant yeah. season last year um, no doubt about it so I don't know what's going on there maybe listen sometimes the, the manager feels it sometimes you need to select somebody different um, but I'm sure next week when you're going up to a place like Petaudry where it's a I'm sure Barry Robson yep. will have them um, fired up I'm sure a player like Hitati would come in and, and start the game Quick break and then we're back The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy For the best customer service call 0800 233 Let's go G-A-R the Go-Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. Committed to always providing a professional and speedy service. New season, but still the VAR controversies. How was it at the weekend? Well, we kicked off early on and Ross County claimed a penalty. Mark, what did you think? Should it have been a penalty when Simon Murray maybe should have gone down earlier when Joe Hart got caught in something Aye. that he should have cleared? I mean, obviously the penalty's not been given. Nick Walls decided um, against it. VAR didn't um, intervene. I think it was the right decision not to give it. However, had Nick Walls given a penalty, I could have totally have understood um, why it was given. So if you're Ross County, uh, is Simon Murray being too honest? Could he have stayed on his feet and, and got the ball in the net? I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but it, it was one of those ones for me. It was, you know, bottom line, right decision. But I, I, I wouldn't have... Um, I, I wouldn't have been against a penalty being given either because I could, I could have understood why if that makes sense does, Barry, that, does that make sense no no is this a daft question should it have been a penalty <laughs> against Celtic oh, 100% <laughs> it's a penalty all day no I, I just don't think Joe Hart should have put yourself in that position yeah. just, just put his foot through it but I think Simon Murray's has been slightly touched and I think he's been too honest he's went and maybe think he's going to get the ball and thought to himself I knew I'm not getting that. Then he's then he's obviously fell, and that's where I think Nick Walsh has decided against giving the penalty. But if it was given, it would have been it would have been soft. But Mark, a few moments ago, questioned Joe Hart, and he's been a big supporter of him. Yeah. And why wouldn't you be? He's yeah. been great for selling. Are you beginning to get worried 
about Joe Hart and his touch and just his distribution? Yeah, it's maybe just, listen, it's a, a tough position. Nowadays, the way that goalkeepers, goalkeepers in, involved, it's more with your feet in it. Yeah, everything. Yeah. And, Incredible um, now. Right? Yep, it's, he's looking, he's looking shaky, there's, there's no doubt about it. I'm just looking at that when the when it's went back to him. I know he's he's trying to chest it, then play it just sometimes, just bang, put it rose head, just as yeah. high as you can. Um, but I just think goalkeepers are trying to be too clever now. They're just stick your foot through it and get and get rid of it. But you can see why some Celtic fans are, are obviously getting frustrated in terms of short stopping. He, he has, he's a top sure. goalkeeper. He, listen, he has a top goalkeeper. He's, he's played at the highest level, Joe. Um, but that that may be an area where. Celtic may look to, to go and strengthen um, but we'll just need to wait and see there's what three weeks left of the, of the window but you can see there was a couple of mistakes over pre-season as well yeah. um, which uh, looked a bit he looked a bit ropey at times but he's a quality goalkeeper the problem you've got with Joe Hart is how do you get as good a goalkeeper? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You need to go and spend an absolute fortune How much would Livakovic be? Do you is, think it, is it about 8 million or something something like that's nice yeah, yeah. it is a fair amount but do you know what I would say now Paul and, and given the, the financial situation that Celtic are in they're very very strong and given how we've always said in this show the importance of a goalkeeper uh, I would pay the 8 million I would go and get him if if that's who Celtic have identified yeah. and they feel yeah, that, that's it um, I wouldn't bat an eyelid at paying 8 million pounds for the for the, for the Right, we've just seen down the road. What is it, Raya for for, for twenty five? And yeah. yep. um, you know, there's um, you know David De Gea, who's mm. been Man United's player year four out of ten seasons, replaced by Amana at, at forty million. So, um, so to answer your question, yeah, if Livakovic, if it's eight million, and Celtic feels the right one, pay the money without a shadow of a doubt. On the VAR Gar situation, Go Radio looking at uh, VAR at the weekend. What about the Greg Taylor incident then? So he's brought down in the box by Josh Sims. Um, should it have been a penalty? It was a penalty. It was given. Yeah, I think it was yeah. a penalty. Yeah, Nick yeah, Walsh a gave it immediately. Yeah, on, on, on the spot, yeah. he's only five or six yards away from it. Yeah, he's, he's broken his momentum. He's taken a nice touch. The ball's coming down to skip away down the left, and, and Sims has caught him. So I think it is a penalty. Yeah, Barry. Yeah, there's there's contact, and there's contact in the box, Paul. It's a it's a penalty. On the range, so I think you both agree on that. On the Rangers game, Connor did mention earlier on yep. about uh, you know I've the seen them given. box. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've seen them given, but the problem you've got with that is you would probably see five or six penalties per game. But he, he has listen. He's he's got his arms round about Connor Golson. He does he does um, pull him. There's no doubt about it. Um, there is contact. And I said, Paul, I've seen I've seen them um, them penalties given. Mark, I see the Amalabo player touch the ball when Liam Kelly had yeah. it in his hands. So, yeah. I, any thoughts on that one? You're not allowed to <laughs> touch the ball at any point when the ball's no, in play. Can't, can't, yeah. you know, even though the goalkeeper's gone and he's clutched Liam Kelly, and I think it was once or twice, almost like a full. I've not seen that before. In, in, in the ball, I don't right, think I've ever seen that but it is a penalty kick. I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, it's a penalty bottom line. Yep. But overall, uh, and what about the fact that the referees are going to have to add more time? We saw it at the weekend, we saw it uh, in the World Cup. So it's a 100-minute game now. I don't know if we had any at the weekend as long as that, Barry. But as a player, what do you feel that the games are now going to be, there's going to be six, seven minutes? Yeah, I watched the Community Shield yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And that was, um, when did Arsenal score? I think Two minutes I'm, over the eight minutes. They yep. put up eight and they scored in the 110th. Mm. Right. You could see... Guardiola going absolute mad at the side and asking why is it eight minutes? Kipasa, yeah. 
<laughs> I didn't know you could count so well. <laughs> that's what you're, go- that's what you're I know going you're to see. Right. Now you're uh, going to see 100 minute games. Is it yeah. too long for the players, do you think, to. Add, why are you adding on for goal celebrations if it's genuine goal celebration? That. I honestly don't get that. Or. I'm try- Some people do think well, it's they right. want you to do yeah. it. They'd want you to put it in the back of the net and just walk straight sure. back to your own half. Straight back to your work. I could Clock see if, in. I could see if somebody's yeah. taking about three or four minutes mm-hmm. celebrating, but come on, if you, you go and you score a goal, you go to your fans, what is that, a minute or so? I don't see there any reason why they need to add on to that. Mark, do you not think officials are wringing the joy out of football? But, but they're only doing it because they're under orders, Paul. And mm. if they don't do it, you know, it's like the two bookings mm. in Community Shield final yesterday. You've got your book. As soon as you hit the ball away now, you're getting booked. Oh, I meant the officials. I meant it, you know, FIFA, UEFA, oh, or FIFA, IFAB. I, I, Sorry, I, I mean, okay, right at the right, top. On yeah. terms of top, the, the, the got rule makers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Aye, but do you know what? I, I think if you look at most games, um, the, the ball's only in play for like probably between 55 and 60 mm. minutes by the time you take throw ins and corners. Mm. So, no, listen, for me, I, I don't have a problem with you. It, it prolongs it. Um, but if, if you've got eight, nine, ten minutes cut up and it's two two or a one one or a two or one nil, but great great excitement, okay. great drama for the for the supporters. I'm not gonna win that one. And I know some people have been on Jimmy's been on saying, listen, teams come to Ibrooks or Celtic Park and you know, the, the smaller teams they'll try and waste some time. Yeah. Um and it, that affects then Rangers and affects Celtic. But I don't know what you think. Give us a call. Oh eight oh eight. Yeah, the obstacles you need to come up against. Yeah, for sure. I That's think it's happens. too long. And yeah, for the punters, can yeah. you imagine at night? I do. I think at night time as well, 7.45 kickoffs, you won't get out of the ground till after 10 o'clock. I think they'll have to look at it. You're just getting ready to go at that time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> do you know that in, uh, in in the Premier League, you've kind of given it away. I think it's 54 minutes is the average the ball was in play. Championship goes down by a couple of minutes. First division is then 49 minutes or something. And the second division in England is 44 minutes. So you, from that less, point of view, but it's ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, kids. What's the news, Mark? I know your contacts in Paris are good. <laughs> Sky's over your shoulder there. <laughs> Neymar has told PSG he wants to leave. Yeah, so that's Neymar and and Mbappe. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Messi left them as well as some of you think of the you know that that trio. Um, you know, just a couple of years ago. So yeah, it's all it's all change at uh, at uh, PSG. But maybe that's something Enrique will welcome, Paul. You know, a chance for a. For a, for a clean slate because they've not won the Champions League with any of those guys in it so maybe he's got his own ideas and be quite happy to, to go ahead with that In the next hour are we going to hear from St Mirren we're going to talk about it what a result for them yesterday against Hibs they started so well Barry they nearly blew it but then uh, Grieve got the but goal Is it such a surprise? No No I, I, I don't I, I thought it would have been a draw um, mm-hmm. but listen the way that St Mirren went about their business last season finishing the top six for the, the first time um, I thought they were magnificent they were my favourites to go down and I think they're going to have another strong season St Man. Yeah, Mark, Mark, your old team Mark Ahara driving them on again yeah. you know it's such a good yeah. finish to the season the last sort of three months of the season goals and but you know over the piece he's a very very consistent performer he's he's revving in his role um, as captain St Man lost a couple of big players you know Curtis Mayhem's a real presence for them mm. up top I really liked him but um, no credit to, to, to Stephen Robinson and, and Lee Johnson I'm not sure if he's going to survive this season. Really? Yeah. I bumped into Mark O'Hara on holiday. Ah, uh, yeah. And and June, lovely guy. But, 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 which one of your holidays was it? <laughs> I bumped into my roads. I did yeah. a, a quick chat with him. Just says to him, "Listen, brilliant season." Because I thought he was yeah. so impressive. Um, and I actually was saying to him that I was at the the game at Ibrox when he scored the mm-hmm. the two wonder goals. Um, and he's such an important player, but really grounded. 
guy. Um, and to be fair, he, he's 27, he's moved about a wee bit. Mm-hmm. But I just think he's found a club that suits him and, and he's a real, real driving force for St Mun. Mark, he must be in a good deal if he's in the same hotel as Barry. Eh? Was it the same butler you had or is it separate butlers? Oh, so that was a big win for St Mun. And Motherwell fans, what are you thinking? You went to Dundee. The game was nearly off. It was absolutely torrential rain. I spoke to Stephen Reside early on. Theo Bear, just one goal last season and he's got it already for Motherwell. Yeah, un- unbelievable, you know, for, for, for that to happen. And a really good equaliser as well, you know, um, from, from Dundee. But I think, you know, both managers, Tony Docker and Stuart Kettlewell, will, will be happy in, in different ways at getting a point. You just don't want to lose the opening game. Do you know what? That's an hour has come and gone, so there's plenty to come in hour two. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. Well, the season well and truly underway. Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy, Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney. And lots of your calls coming in, 0808 17 17 700. Barry, I see that uh, Ange Postacoglu's Tottenham have said no to Bayern's bid for Harry Kane on Friday. Yeah, I mean, this is every single day. Um, everything's happening with, with Harry Kane. I, I just think if, if Tottenham lose a player of Harry Kane's ability, I, I think they'll struggle. I, I don't like saying one man makes a team. I know they've got some quality players, but for me, Harry Kane um, is an unbelievable uh, forward. Well, he scored four goals at the weekend yeah. against yeah. Shakhtar um, as well. So I'm sure Poster Colley will just want to, to end one way or another, um, whether he's going to stay or going to go. So he'll he'll be wanting an end to this saga uh, quickly as possible. Let's go on the lines. Reagan is on first up this hour. Good evening, Reagan. Oh, it's good to be on. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Great to hear you. Happy after Saturday? Are you worried about some of the aspects? Or overall, was it a great day for you? No, I think it was a great day overall, Paul. I think in terms of that, uh, so I think the body was saying... At the start of the show, I think it's just in terms of it's the first day of the season, the players are a bit rusty, uh, and Brendan's got a few points. I, I just thought it was a good day all round, and it's just good to be back at the football. So, what's your, what's in your mind tonight? You've always got some great points to make. What are you feeling? I, I wanted to ask the guys about Rio. Um, do, do, do you guys think Rio had that to be a Celtic player by the end of the transfer window? Because I'm beginning to think that he might be looking elsewhere because I thought it was a big statement by Brendan and fair play to him for doing it but I just that just made me think potentially Rio Hattati could leave Celtic by by the end of this transfer window Paul Regan I'm going to throw it to them I haven't a clue but I have a feeling you're right so but I don't know Barry what yeah, do you when feel? Yeah when you've seen the, the team come out obviously because of the previous season of what he produced in terms of numbers and the quality that he showed you're always thinking that he's going to be an absolute stick on he, he being the starting eleven. So I, I was surprised that there might be something going on in the background, Paul, that we don't know about. Um, so I guess look, look, the window's open for another what three weeks, three and a bit weeks. So yeah. we just need to wait and see what happens. But there's no doubt he's a he's a quality operator. He's he's 
hugely impressed, impressive. Sorry, since he's been at Celtic, and um, it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward there. Mark, he was a contender, Rio Hatati, for your sports writers' player of the year. Yeah, he's a top player, Paul. Um, I think he will be there. You can't, you know, you've lost, uh, you've lost Jota. You know, you've lost a lot of goals. You've lost a lot of assists. Um, Hatati knows his way around the game. You know, let's just imagine. Cal McGregor picks up an injury or something mm. like that, you know. So, listen, if a silly money comes in from him, there's no doubt he's on the radar of a, of a number of clubs, but um, he's not in a position where Celtic need to sell him. There's three years to go. Um, so, Celtic certainly hold all the cards. So, I think he'll be there. Yeah, I mean, it's one game, Celtic at home. So, you know, Brendan Rodgers has gone for a more kind of naturally attack minded um, lineup. But for me, Hitati's too good to, to move on. He's got a big part to play for Celtic this season. Here's a bit more from Brendan Rodgers. Back to you in a minute, Regan. Just time of the season, first game, players still finding the fitness. Obviously, it's Tony Ralston's first 90 minutes when he's played. Cameron Carter-Vickers has just joined us training. Obviously, Mike in just just in the door. So, um, so just guys getting up to speed, getting up to getting up to fitness. So, uh, but like I said, it's it's always good whenever you maybe don't play to the top of your game, but you can win well. And like I said, you give Ross County. And Malky's team credit as well because they came to here, they made it very difficult, man-to-man marking style. Uh, it's tough to play against and you have to really work hard to find the spaces. And But when the players did that, they scored some very good goals. Barry, you think it could be someone holding midfielder that Celtic will splash some cash on in the coming weeks? Yeah, when you asked, is that, that's just an area where I thought, if you're looking at it, somebody with a bit of presence in the middle of the pitch... Um, because yeah, I think if you look at it, the only real kind of holding midfielder is Callum McGregor. Um, so that that's an area where I thought they would have looked to, to strengthen. And as I say, I still think they may look at, at bringing yeah, another midfielder. And he obviously be in there and, and, and sometimes allow Callum McGregor to go and play in that, that kind of forward area. Regan? Yeah, I do think it'll be an area. Um, and I think Brendan will look at it and... Uh, Say that probably bring a new number one goalkeeper in would probably be the priority for me, Paul, because I think Joe Hart didn't look too good for me on Saturday. I know, but I've seen it early on in the season and stuff, but I still don't think that long term, if Brendan wants to do well in Europe, I still think uh, that Joe Hart's been a very good keeper, like I've said on this programme before, but I do think that over the past four or five months, he's, he, I think he's dropped his level a little bit. Um, I don't want to be too critical of him but I think in terms of if Celtic want to improve to go to do very well in Europe I think Joe, Joe Hart needs to be the place the other interesting thing for me Paul was that Owen never got in the park so does that tell me that um, possibly Brendan um, will be looking for a striker because um, I think if Owen doesn't get on a uh, 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 when Celtic are winning four, one against Ross County, I don't know where he is going to get on for because um, I, 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 know, I know he's the second choice striker, but yeah. I don't know if Brendan will look to add a striker there. So yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Mark, that's interesting. This time last year, if Celtic yeah. were four one up, you'd expect Jukamakis yeah. to come on, for example, at that point. <clears throat> yeah, I mean that was one thing. Man, Postecoglou, it was quite kind of predictable yeah. when it came to substitutions around about there. Martin would make the three. Uh, changes and and almost certainly you know in, in the mix the second half of the season again I wouldn't read too much in it I like oh that said um, Celtic will be looking for that's part of the job they'll be looking for better than what they have they'll be looking to upgrade on 
on O as a second striker. Um, it depends what, what what they want to do with her with her, with her kitty. They say they've got they've got bundles of cash there to spend, and, and quite rightly they won't just spend it for the sake of it. But there is bundles and bundles of cash. It's probably just about to be topped up by five or six million. Maybe Carol uh, Starfield um, be moved on. So if the right guys become available and it's somebody that Celtic wants, whether that be a centre-forward, a centre-mid, a left-back, a goalkeeper, or a centre-forward, um, or a winger to, to replace Jordan or somebody experienced, then they've, they've got the financial clout to, to pretty much go and make it happen. Regan, here's what Brendan Rodgers said afterwards on Sky about Carl Starfield. I could leave and obviously hence the reason for not starting him. That may be something that goes through next uh, next week, but um, but we shall see. He's obviously been a fantastic servant for here, and he's a great guy, really committed. But uh, there's reasons why he might want to move on. So, um, but we'll we'll see how that looks. Regan, he's been really good for Celtic, hasn't he? I know he's had critics at times, but we all know yeah. the record now. They haven't lost a domestic game when it's uh, CCV and Starfelt playing together. Yeah, I mean, I know people are. Uh, say that Starfield is the big weakness from the CCV and Starfield partnership, but I think he's been very good. Like you said, there, Paul, you brought that stab about uh, Starfield and Cardwick is not losing a, a domestic fixture together. I think that just shows you the level that Starfield's been playing at. I, I remember the game at Ibrox when Celtic won, uh, Celtic won 2 1, and the Ange Postacoglu when Cardwick scored that goal. Starfield was great that day. I just think sometimes we can, oh, we can downplay just to just. What a, a, a great place stuff it was. Well, like Mark says as well, he's got f- uh, five trophies that he's won as well. So I think he's done very well. And uh, I think if he's going to go to Spain, then all you can say is to him that he's done very well and he's he's been a good Celtic player. So no, I think I think Starfield, he's got very good memories. Regan, on Rangers, were you surprised that they lost at Kilmarnock at the weekend? Uh, yeah, I was, Paul. I thought Rangers would come out flying out of the blocks. Ten new players do very well, but yeah, I was surprised. Um, I was a little bit um, surprised that the attacking players, I, I didn't think they, they did very well. I thought that, uh, I thought the, I thought the, uh, I thought the boys that come on did really well. And I like you said about the plastic pitch. I, I don't know if that uh, played a part in it as well, but I thought. Derek McKinnon set his team up really well, but I think in terms of Rangers, I think just psychologically this European game on Wednesday brings that, brings that extra significance now, Paul, because you don't want to uh, uh, like uh, send the message out that you're losing uh, too many games in a row, because if you've got 10 new players in there, you, you'll want to build uh, the confidence of this of course, well. yeah, and of course, Rangers have done so much for the coefficient, which means that Celtic, by being champions, are straight into the Champions League proper. Mark, final point: while Reagan's on, a Man City youngster is interesting. Celtic James McAtee is apparently on the Celtic transfer radar. He was on loan last season, I think. Sheffield United. Yeah, um, by all accounts, he's he's one of a of a number of players that's, that, that that's on the list, Paul. That you know that, that Celtic will be doing their due diligence um, on and like we say if, if it's somebody that really catches an eye they're obviously they, they do their homework first they only look at in depth at players that, that come into their financial remit they're not going to waste time on somebody that, that, that's way um, over the top so yeah he's certainly one on the on the radar Barry 
another one that Celtic are looking at at the moment, obviously a development player, but a, a few people have been on saying, you reckon another holding midfielder for Celtic? They've got so much cash there. Now, cash, when you hear what there is in England, I mean, for example, Harry Maguire, there's another bid, 30 million now bidding for him. That's uh, West Ham to Man United. It doesn't compare, but Celtic do have money and they will spend yeah, some of it. and I'm sure they'll, they'll still go into the transfer market and, and spend a, a, a bit of that. Um, there's no doubt. I think, I mean, I said last week, Paul, I think there'll be another two or three at least um, going to be coming through the door at, at Celtic Park. So I watched this boy last year. Yeah, I watched him a couple of times um, in, in the Championship. Um, decent football. Technically, as you imagine, obviously, he's been at Man City. He can handle the ball, um, no problem. So... Um, it'll be interesting to see if he makes a, the move up to Scotland good call thanks very much Regan joining us on the Go Radio Football Show 0808 17 17 700 some of the Celtic fans coming on actually saying now about Joe Hart yeah they want him there but they want a bit of a challenge now Mark they need someone else in the Champions League coming because it's quite a jump from Ross County no disrespect to them to some of the teams that will be coming to town next month yeah, you know, I get that. You know, Celtic certainly have, have got to be able to finish third in their group. You know, keep involved in Europe uh, beyond Christmas. More importantly, Paul, you, know, you still need a right good goalkeeper to win the league. And, and, yeah. and you know, don't be fooled by by Rangers losing their opening game. There'll still be uh, a challenge there. But um, yeah, as I say, I've, I've defended Joe Hart. I like him. If Celtic find somebody better than him, then great. I'm all for that. My point is, it's not easy to find somebody better than Joe Hart. Yeah, he's made one or two mistakes, of course. Um, but he's still a top goalkeeper and he's still a wonderful presence about the football club in terms of standards, in terms of leadership and all those things as well are very, very important. Jack's been on, he's asking you, Barry, will Rangers win over the two legs against Servette because he knows it's, uh, as we all know now, it's Stumgratz or PSV Eindhoven? Well, they're, they're, they're going to be a decent team. I mean, you, you look at the Swiss League and you look at some of the teams that they're, they're coming up against over there. Zurich, Grasshoppers, etc., etc. So it's um, it's a decent standard the uh, elite competition. So it's not going to be easy, but they have to. They have to again. I'll use this word. They have to navigate their way around about this. They need to make sure they get into the the next round and come up against either PSV or Stream Graz, and that's another step up as well. I know they beat PSV last year, um, but they need to make sure that they're fully focused on Wednesday night and make sure they. So says they need to be on it on Wednesday night because the fans will be going to Ibrox expecting Rangers to win. How long will they give them? You know, fifty thousand could be amazing on European nights. We know it. Uh, you know the you know I what I'm saying. I'll go eight minutes this time. Eight minutes this because they <laughs> no, lost. No, but the they'll, listen, they'll yep. expect Rangers to come out the traps. And I'm sure yep. Michael Beale will expect his players or he'll be making sure that he's getting into their head and making sure they know how important like every game's important at Rangers. Yep. Um, they know that there's there's an expectation for them to, to make sure they come away with a good result and then go into the game at the weekend where they've got a home game against Livingston. It's also Michael Beale's first game as a as a manager in Europe, you know. So, you know, Rangers were out the Champions League, they, they, they didn't have the the net of Grin. So again, you know, he, you know, this is where he's tested. He, he, he is a he's a young manager, fifty odd first team games um under his belt, so he needs to show that that he can handle it as well. We need to, to transcend that into the dressing room. It's a big occasion. There's more than 30 million quid riding on it. But you need to show it. And, and what we said about him earlier in the, in the show, in terms of Saturday night at Rugby Park, mix it up a wee bit, that wee bit element of surprise. What's up your sleeve if planning's not going well? Now, that was one thing in European football 
Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was, was terrific at the amount of times sometimes it wasn't going well and they would switch to a back three putting Lundstrom in there or whatever it would just he knew how to mix it up and Michael Bill might, might have to do that over the two legs I'm sure he will actually um, yeah. against uh, so that's a big test for him as well as a manager to see exactly what he's made of and you've got to have that bit of flexibility during a game where you can flip it and then it catches your opposition be surprised as well because they're obviously watching videos and looking and think this is the way Rangers are going to play because if you watch Rangers you know what they're like the, the, the white players like to come in and play inside the pitch and the two fullbacks like to get high and wide um, and the, the obviously the, the sitting midfielders like to just it's like a square like the two centre backs and the two holders so catch sometimes teams be surprised um, and that can get you that obviously victory it was the result that almost everyone thought wouldn't happen at the weekend apart from the Kelly fans Jamie's been on Jamie Morrison it was there with his son Toby he said it was one of the great days they thought they might get a draw and they got a win Michael Beale spoke to Sky obviously after the defeat well, I think we had 18 shots in the game but only 4 on target we had a lot of corners as well and when you when you concede the way that we did from a long throw then the set play you, you want to even up on that we wasn't able to do it we couldn't find the, the final pass or shot that's on me it's my job to to, to to coach the team in a way that we can create chances against that sort of defence but today Kilmarnock were uh, they matched us in every area and when they had their chance they took it so uh, fair dues well done to them and we'll have to come back stronger but that's the thing that will disappoint him. 18 attempts 4 on target that tells you the, the goalkeepers had a, a quiet afternoon. You need to be peppering the goal. You need to make sure the goalkeepers weren't at, at least commander or defending for their lives. Which they did, to be honest to them. They, they did at times when the balls were getting um, through into the box. Their, their centre-backs dealt with it really well. But the guy that you need to trouble or you need to make sure that's working hard as a goalkeeper. And Rangers didn't offer enough. Um, so that's something that I'm sure... Monday morning or this morning they'll be working on in the training ground Mark an issue that's gone on for a few years James Bisgrove is now the chief executive Rangers and he says that the club expect expect to be granted an allocation of tickets for the Old Firm game at the turn of the year even if Celtic refuse to take up theirs which they are Celtic yeah. don't want the 700 they say it's not safe anymore yeah. fans of both clubs wherever it was they're in hours beforehand they're there afterwards people are getting pelted at times at both of the grounds and Celtic don't feel their fans are uh, safe James Bisgrove is saying no he wants fans there he wants their fans to be there at, at, at the ground the question is about the number of them how hey, many that's well, safe no, no, for me it's 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 all or nothing it's even you know, it was always whatever it was seven, seven and a half thousand each before Rangers you know Rangers started this movement under Dave King which led to a reduction um, in the away allocation so it was Rangers that kicked it off I don't expect Celtic to allow Rangers fans um, in at 700 so I, I, I'm of a mindset now Paul, it's wrong I don't agree with it however I'm of a mindset now that it's um it's 50,000 Rangers fans at Ibrox and it's 60,000 Rangers fans uh, at Celtic fans at, at Celtic Park and they've just got to crack on um, until the, the authorities um, decide otherwise but it's the clubs that sure. vote for these kind of things that, that, that there's loopholes here that can allow it to happen that other, fan, uh, other clubs have now jumped onto the bandwagon and reduced allocations for Celtic um, and Rangers which I don't agree with but the rules allow it to happen it's a pity isn't it because it is. 
Yeah, Celtic did it first. Rangers said they would do it, and the next game was at Celtic Park, so Celtic decided to do similar, and it's now 700. I think it is unsafe, I, I agree. James Bisgrove, and it was before his time, says, yeah, but it's great to have the other colour and all. We all agree. Everyone loves that at the, at the Old Firm games. It's brilliant to see, you know, mainly the Rangers fans, some Celtic fans, and vice versa, the Celtic fans at Celtic Park, and the Rangers fans there, but in thousands. It should be five, 6,000, not five or 600. Yeah. That's my view. No, I agree, Paul. Unless it gets to, unless it can get a number at both grounds for away fans of let's, I would say three thousand. Okay. If it's a three thousand, that that takes a bit of presence, takes a wee bit of atmosphere, um, and I think the other thing is what you've got to remember, it can be a wee bit too comfortable if you've got fifty thousand of your own supporters yeah. and sixty thousand when, because they bounce off each other, sure. they react yeah. if the away fans are, are sync because they're in a smaller number and they want to, you know, so it's a pity uh, what happened. Dave King has had his reasons for doing it. Reasons were understandable. Like I say, the rules created by the member clubs um, allowed it to happen, but I don't agree with it. Barry, what do you feel? Let's be honest, it's, uh, it's so disappointing that they, they can't get it back to the, the way it was. Um, that, for me, makes the old firm game so special. Um, but I remember Mark saying towards the end of the season he, he doesn't think it will ever get back and that's sad let's be honest with you um, one thing I will say about James Bisgrove is I think he'll bring a real freshness to, to Rangers I think that's what's needed inside as well not just to the, the first team squad all the changes that's happened inside there's been a bit of freshness so hopefully in time hopefully in exactly, time we yeah. can see it get back to the the way it once was because let's be honest with you it was, I, I thought it made it he's, he's willing to engage James Bisgrove he's willing to engage internally and externally which is so important and you'll see strides um, be made which is a good thing we're going on the lines next Colin is up after the break the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy free quotes for solar PV battery storage heat pumps and garden projects let's go let's go on the phone lines Colin is on hi Colin sorry to keep you good evening no you're okay guys you're doing okay yep Barry's okay yeah I've been better yep Mark is fine I'm speaking for him uh, but Colin right what are you thinking you're a big Rangers fan yeah um, so far I've been very unconvinced with the full the full team um, I know I'm trying not to judge them too quick I know it's early days um, but I just fear I mean Michael Beale saying be patient, the team will come good, but when will the team come good? Will it be too late when they come good? Will the season be, will there be nine points, 12 points, 15 points behind Celtic? Will they be out of Europe? Will, will they be out of the League Cup? When, when, will they, when will they come good? You don't get a lot of time to bed in in Scotland. I mean, surely I thought when, when the pre-season games mm-hmm. I try to look at it as we were playing teams that they they were never going to dominate the ball against. But when it came to Kilmarnock, I thought maybe these players that Michael Beals brought in will be more suited for when Rangers are dominating the ball. Mm-hmm. But I still didn't see that at all against Kilmarnock. I just felt there's. I think Michael Beals took a lot of pace out of the team. That Ryan Kent. Uh, now that he's letting Sakala go and he's letting Scott Wright go they were the pacey players that we had in the team 
I think the, the team just look very slow. They, they don't look like they've got like the fight in there. The way like the way a proper injured player like like Barry, the way the way Barry had the, and his team had, they they just going to look any fight and you know, very very slow. Barry, yeah. In terms of them gelling, they need to they need to gel by Wednesday night. They do. They need to gel quickly. Um, uh, as he just says, Connor just says there that, that you don't get much time up here. Um, I agree with him a bit in, in terms of the the pace when I was watching the game and in Saturday that was something that when I was watching it I was thinking to myself, there's nobody to go and stretch. Come on, look, take them in behind. As you you know, everybody watches football. What the defenders hate doing, turning and running back towards their own goal. So that is something that he may look to, to, to change but again listen all I say is about the, the pre-season listen it was a bit up and down some parts of the games were good other parts weren't I'll still reserve my judgement until or three or four games um, into the season but ideally they got off to the worst possible start there's, there's no denying that and I, I can't sit here and, and kid myself on and say Rangers were well, were good or, yeah. or decent mm. they weren't weren't. it wasn't good enough Commander deserved to win but they've got a game on Wednesday and they need to show the Rangers fans on Wednesday night that they're ready to go and hit the ground running Mark? Yeah I mean obviously the, the, the first competitive game has been, been disappointing um, it's not been good enough um, and I think Colin makes a great point that, that uh, you know in terms of the pace you know that there has a lot of pace been taken at the team I agree with Barry you know Michael Beal the, the first sort of round of assessment will come um, at half past two on September the 3rd because by then we'll all know are Rangers in the Champions League or are they, are they in the Europa League? Have they beaten Celtic in a game that matters? Have they managed to do that under Michael Beal at home in front of 50,000 own fans? And with all respect to, to Livingston and other opponents um, it's going to be tough. So, so that'll be the first round of of judgment then and there'll clearly need to be an improvement on Saturday a wider issue Paul uh, for me um, and maybe the benefit of hindsight Michael Beale, I don't know he might express that something privately he might think probably has he spread himself too thin with not having a director of football okay. because first and foremost he's a head coach I know he spent a lot of time um, going to speak to players and wanting to look them in the eye and sit down and have a coffee and I get all that I think that's great but he's a head coach mm. and it's a massive job particularly to say he's a young man you know there's a, an art and there's a skill and um, um, assessing um, things delegating your own staff so all those kind of wee things and I just wonder has he taken too much on in the past couple of months since Ross Wilson left and that's maybe something that maybe he won't admit to maybe I'm wrong but when I'm looking at it, Paul, it's such a massive job and getting all these new players in and you're wanting hours and hours as much as you can in the training field, but then you're going away in emails and phone calls, try to get players in, try to get players out. I just wonder if he's maybe spread himself a wee bit too thinly. Barry, there is a director of football coming soon, apparently. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that once this, this window's closed. People have got different opinions on director of footballs, um, etc., one thing they do is they take a lot of work away for the manager. They go and do the negotiations, they go and sit down with players, they go and agree um, salary, etc, etc. So I think that is something that, that Rangers will need to, to sort and sort pretty pretty soon because as I says, as a manager, yep, you, you want to be involved in it, you want to pick the players 
no doubt about it but all, all the, the rest of the stuff you want to take a back seat and concentrate on your main priority and that's the, the, the first team and making sure you're, you're trying to get resu uh, results so I'm sure in time Rangers will try and get the right guy in to take a lot of that stuff away for, for, from Michael Beale but I look at it in blocks see like if they do go through against Servette which yeah. I, I fully expect them to do that's nine games up until the Celtic that's what there'll be nine games and that's a block where you've got to make sure you've got to make sure you're in the Champions League I says at the start you've got to make sure you've got full points which is not the case now but they cannot drop any more points now until the the old firm game and they've got to make sure they get into that Champions League as well and Colin, remember on recruitment, you've got John Park there who's got a brilliant pedigree. I mean, he's the man when yeah, he was in Celtic. Knows, he knows his stuff. I mean, uh, Virgil van Dijk. If you look back on some of the players that John Park, when he was at Celtic, that he found. Moussa Dembele. Yep, yeah. and brought to, to Celtic. He has, uh, he's got an eye for a, a player, there's no doubt. And I think he's ready-made for that, mm -hmm. that position because he's obviously held it at other clubs. Victor Wanyama as well. Fraser Foster. I mean, he is a top-class scout. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. yeah, it's contacts. Yeah, but having contacts sure. like we're talking about with, with James Binsgrove, it's about building relationships, Paul, mm -hmm. so that you've got a relationship with agents. So if something's coming up in his camp, he'll tip you off. He'll go to you first and give you a chance to go and make, you know make a move um, on the player. So it's all about that. But I just I wonder, you know, if, if Michael's maybe just taking too okay. much on you, just that natural enthusiasm and wanting to do well, and wanting to be involved in everything. I get all that, but ultimately. It's about being on the training pitch, particularly when you've brought in nine or ten new players, working with them and getting ready just so that he as well as a manager and his staff are absolutely fully focused on the job in hand, which is the 90 minutes on a Saturday. We don't know what will happen next week. A lot of conversation about Rangers because of the defeat at the weekend. Next week, Celtic face a tough one on Sunday at Petondry. Yeah, that's a tough game, uh, live on the, on the telly. Barry Robson's team uh, didn't really have a chance to, to shine, to kind of open up, you know, credit to Livingston for their performance uh, on a, and again, a tough pitch for Barry Robson's team. But, um, you know, I think he's still one or two players probably short of where he wants to be. And they've got a European campaign coming up as well. The draw was made for them uh, today. But uh, certainly Barry Robson, front of their own supporters on Sunday, will want to make a, a real go of it against Celtic. But you know my point, Barry, because it could change for Celtic as well next Sunday. It may not. Celtic may go up and take all three points but is that yeah, football's crazy at times yeah. it's all on Rangers because obviously the, the Rangers fans are a bit down disappointed and frustrated with obviously the result of the weekend but that could all change next weekend so but what you need to do is you need to focus on one thing and that's yourself make sure you get back to winning ways as quickly as possible and Rangers ideally have got a game now on Wednesday night to make sure they, they go and get the fans um, back in at least a good mid and massive I mean what a oh, you've played yeah. in them what mm -hmm. a game sure. it's going to be I was speaking absolutely about, massive I was speaking to Mark about it they're, they're, they're edgy games these because you're coming up against a lot of people think qualify or oh, the teams are not as strong but you come up against unknown like for, I'm thinking back Matt, we come up against a team called Maribor I remember yeah and obviously we've I done a lot of, yeah, yeah, we've done a lot of video on mm -hmm. them and, and whatever but it's once you actually come up against you think to yourself these guys are technically good good players and I think Servette will be a good player eh, be a good team sorry on Wednesday night so Rangers are, are going to be in for a, a tough one there's no doubt about that but you're confident Rangers how, will how, go through how do, you, how do you think how do you think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst would have done if 
he had the same kind of spend on transfers as Michael Beale. Do you think that would have changed the way things went for him? Well, you are where you are, though, Colin, aren't you? But Barry, have you got a few on that? Um, listen, it just went a bit pear shaped for Gio towards the end of the, the World Cup. But it, when you were the World Cup, sorry, um, and you could you could see that they were they were struggling, and in terms of confidence, was a a, a bit low. Unfortunately for for Gio, he, he lost his job. But when you, you you have a bad run of results, you're going to become come under serious pressure, and that's what what Gio had. But in terms of Gio, Gio spent Gio got a bit of money like Ben Davies. Um, Matondo so I think Gio had maybe about 10 12 million pound to spend as well so he got a, a few quid to go and strengthen the, the, the squad Mark do you think part of it was they maybe thought Michael Beale who did well alongside Stephen Jarrett he'd gone down uh, to QPR 22 games in charge 9 wins Wolves wanted him he had the job but mm. didn't take it but do you think that they thought Look, if this isn't working out for... Did they pull the trigger too quickly? On like, Giovanni? On Giovanni. Uh, I probably think he deserved a bit okay. more uh, okay. time, Pop. But but I get why they pulled the trigger, you know, dropping points at, at St Johnston and, and uh, living off the top in St Mirren. Um, but God, you look at him, he won a Scottish Cup, penalty kick away for European final. He had something. But yeah, I thought it was a wee bit too, too quick. But I understand why the decision was made. But... Again, it's a different regime now. It's a different chairman. That, that was Douglas Park and uh, Stuart Robertson that, that pulled the plug on Giovanni. It's now a new um, chairman and John Bennett and a new chief executive and James Bisgrove. They didn't appoint Michael Beale, remember that, but, but you know, I think they'll be they'll show him um, a bit more patience. But ultimately, you've got to win games. Mm. Paul, They've certainly backed him, Mark. Oh, they have. They have They've, backed him. He's obviously identified who he's wanted. No doubt about that. About that, he's done his homework, but they've they've backed him. They've had to go and spend a bit of money, and I still think we have a few players going out the door that will obviously bring a bit more money in. I still think they'll look to maybe go and get another two or three in. Colin, thanks for your call. Here's what Michael Beale was saying uh, on Saturday about the transfer, the likelihood that Sakala would be on his way to Saudi. Well, I think maybe Fashion Sakala and Glenn Kamara are not with the group at the moment. In in the case of those guys, it looks like they'll they'll probably move on in the coming days, and then we'll assess as the window goes on. And markets looking like three point eight million for Sakala, some good money. But Paul got him for nothing. Myself, yep. I think it's good business. That said, um, it wouldn't be my first choice to get though, because I think he's got something to offer. James Tavernier was in front of the cameras on Saturday. 7, 7.30 after the game and he said look that's just one game down yep they've lost but a uh, long way to go No I obviously done to the final season it's it's unacceptable that we lost today it's disappointing but it's the first game of the season and there's plenty more games to be played and you know we obviously can't let this happen again Obviously a club like Rangers is often you get time so it's a cup final for every team that play against us and we've got to be ready from you know the first whistle and it's obviously a very competitive league in any competition that we're in so we've got to obviously hit the ground running but like I said, it's only the first game and we'll only, and we'll only get, uh, get better throughout the season. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps and garden projects. Let's go! Just time of the season, first game, players still finding the fitness. Obviously it's Tony Ralston's first 90 minutes when he's played. Cameron Carter-Vickers has just joined us training. Obviously Mike and just, just in the door. So... Um, so just guys getting up to speed, getting up to getting up to fitness. So uh, 
But like I said, it's it's always good whenever you maybe don't play to the top of your game, but you can win well. And like I said, you give Ross County and Malky's team credit as well because they came to here, they made it very difficult, man-to-man marking style. Uh, it's tough to play against and you have to really work hard to find the spaces. And But when the players did that, they scored some very good goals. Oh, the, the only blessing is there's 37 games to go and we've got a chance to, to make up for it. And I think the... Uh, the expectation is a privilege and, and if you work for this football club you should take that on and you want to do better than what we did today. Oh, I think that will be an awakening for one or two of, of how difficult it is to come here to Kilmarnock and how much the other teams want to play against you but I'm sure that the, the group of players are aware of that. It, we prepared well for the game and, and we didn't get the result we wanted. It's gone now. We can't we can't look back. We've got to look forward to Livingston next week. Well, yep, they go ahead. Uh, well, they go again on Wednesday night, Rangers against Servette in the Champions League qualifier. And then on Saturday, up against Livingston at three. Ross County against St. Johnson. St. Johnson, I worry for many people around Perth at the start of the pre-season and obviously a defeat at the weekend. St. Mern against Dundee. Great start for St. Mern and a decent one for Dundee. And then Sunday, 12 o'clock at Pataudry, Aberdeen against Celtic. And then at three, Hearts against Kilmarnock and Motherwell against Hebs. Barry, I was looking at your uh, predictions at the weekend. You didn't get them all right. Mark, you'll be on this this Friday. We'll get your predictions. I guess it was the, the Rangers one that burst your coupon, wasn't it? Yep, it, it, it was. Um, I thought it was always going to be dif- uh, difficult for Rangers, but um, yep, disappointing result. Um, and I fancied Motherwell and Aberdeen, but both yeah. of them mm-hmm. um, drew. I just think uh, I think Aberdeen are a stick on to finish third place. I know Hearts got off to a brilliant start with a good one up at McDermott Park, but I just fancy Aberdeen to finish strong in third place. And as Mark mentioned, I think they're one or two players short of been a decent outfit this season because I, I think Barry's he sets his teams up really well defensively he's seen that the difference when he came in they were they never conceded a lot of goals um, so yep I, I get three wrong Paul if you, you want to yep. know exactly so Mark great. Yep. if this was Aberdeen Radio we'd be saying you know this weekend's game is huge yeah. for the Dons because did they expect maybe to get three points at Livy? They probably did, you know, given yeah. you know how they finished uh, the season under Barry. But going away, I think just for particularly when you're away from home, you don't want to lose uh, the opening day. So I think that you know there'll be a quiet satisfaction from Barry. Tough fixture going away, just like with Stuart Kettlewell at Motherwell and for Dundee, you know, getting that point for Hearts to go to St Johnston and get evicted. For me, Hearts are going to be a massive story this season, uh, Paul. You know, with the the dynamics of the the managerial. Uh, situation, the level of expectation in the club, potentially European football, trying to marry all that together. And at the moment, I'm not quite sure their squad, is, uh, I don't think it's as strong as what it was um, last season. So still a wee bit of work um, to be done there. But um, yeah, Hearts, massive football club. And, um, you know, I'm really keeping a close eye on that one. Good move for them, Alex Lowry, though. They snatched yeah, them good, on, on good, Friday. Good, good but yeah. well, listen, Frankie McAvoy's a top coach. Mm-hmm. I, I like Frankie a lot of time from you know from his his work at Hamilton Ackies, you know, very early on, um, and then going down south and getting a good bit of experience down there with Alec Neil then, you know, laterally um, on, on his own. So he knows his stuff, but there's a big expectation level um at Hearts. There's 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 a bit of what's the word I'll use, a bit of suspicion in terms of the dynamics of how it all works be, yeah. behind the scene. I don't think the football club I've uh, handled it particularly well in terms of the messes that they've tried to get out there. So, but the best way to alleviate all that is to go and win games of football like they did on Saturday. But as soon as they hit a wee rough patch, which they will, 
always happens you'll always go three or four games without winning and then people start to dig and look under the bonnet and, and that's when it potentially can become uncomfortable For Motherwell Barry you thought they would win many mm -hmm. did it's not a disaster drawing No but th this is when I'm going back on the Rangers one when you, you don't play particularly well you make sure you come away with at least a point where, where it's no, still no good enough no great but at least you've got a point on the on the board but but we Aberdeen and Muddle. Muddle going up with uh, obviously Dens Park. Dundee just promoted quite a, a number of new signings in there as well. Muddle losing Van Veen, who is going to be a massive miss. Um, but listen, away from home, first day of the season, so I'm sure Stuart Kettlewell will be he'll be fine with, with taking a point and dust himself down and hopefully get three points uh, um, at home against Hibernian next week and Tony Doherty you could say the same thing Mark you know good to get a point there it's the local boy wasn't it young uh, Lyle Cameron yeah his first Premier League goal yeah and, and a good player he's a prospect that they think highly of um, at Dundee yet you know to, to, to come back from going a, a goal down to, to a team that, that are established and you know feeling good about themselves under Stuart Kettlewell albeit they've lost Van Veen um, which is a big blow um, to them but no for, for um, Dundee to come back show that character Tony Dockett will be, will be well chuffed and Lennon Miller still just 16 years old he came close towards the end it could have been the winner for Motherwell mm, top player Paul a lot of interest in him already a lot of really? interest in yeah. him yeah he's a top player no surprise if he moved on and a former Aki's player you were telling me is uh, hanging up his boots sadly yeah James, James MacArthur at, uh, at Crystal Palace in, in, in Scotland had a great career down south from Hamilton going, going to Wigan and then getting the move to, to Crystal Palace big part that he's played and, and keeping them um, in, the, in the division uh, for so long and a good servant to, to the Scotland national team as well 35 now he's had a wonderful career I noticed one or two interviews from the uh, the Crystal Palace players waxing lyrically about mm -hmm. his contribution at Selhurst past over the years so wish him well don't know what he'll do if he'll get into coaching or something else but he's always a really good boy to deal with as a kid at Hamilton Ackies um, you know, alongside um, James McCarthy, um, obviously Frankie McAvoy had a part to sure. play in their development too. Um, Paul, so I, I wish him well. You played against them, yeah. I played yeah. against both McArthur and McCarthy when Did they were at, obviously Hamilton, and, and and it was more McCarthy. Obviously, he was the the, the one um, they were all talking about. But you could always see James McArthur had something about him. Um, good football player could handle the ball, as Mark says, get a good move. Uh, both of them went to Wigan didn't they um, and then obviously he's, he's played what I think that's seven years he's been at Crystal Palace um, probably the last season he never played that much but he's, he's had a real good uh, career and you, you love to see uh, Scottish players sure. go down to England and, and hold their own and he certainly did with Crystal Palace Barry I'm just thinking this time tomorrow night John Hartson will be here with Craig Moore I think it's still time I know there's one game gone, but you've given your predictions. Everyone else has. Mark, I don't think you have yet because you went on on Friday to get your 1-12. to 12. So for, I, fa I, fa I fancy yeah. Kelly to beat Rangers at Rugby Park. Oh, is that right? The opening <laughs> day of the season. And draw. No, I mean for the whole season. Do you want to do your 1-12 in the next few minutes? That's okay. fair, isn't it? And we'll ask Oz as well, who's mm. back tomorrow night. So Craig Moore and John Hartson. John, he wasn't too keen on that question, was he? About who was going to win the title. No, no, yeah. but I thought yeah. he was right. <laughs> so and Barry what about Kilmarnock for a moment I know we've talked a lot about yeah. the game from a Rangers point of view from a Killy point of view now you've got them top six and maybe we can see why yeah I just um, no I've not got them top six have you not no, no. oh it was Peter Grant had them yeah, top I, six I, Sorry. I think yeah. they'll be safe 
Um, no problem that this year. I just think it'll be a gradual uh, progress with with Kilmarnock. Um, listen, it was important that they stayed in the league last year, no doubt about it. But I think Derek's made a few good signings. You've seen the way they played um, in Saturday against Rangers, really well set up, well organised. They've got some good players as well. Um, quite physical um, under under Derek. So I think they'll they'll be they'll be pretty safe this season, Kilmarnock. I know we touched, and their home form yeah. last year was excellent. Of course, yeah. Is their away form yeah. was the the worrying uh, thing for yeah. for Dell. So I'm sure Dell want to change that this season. Their home form would have got them into Europe. Mark, I know you're just scribbling your one to twelve, and we touched on your old club in the first hour. But St Mirren, what a big win for them! Yeah, uh, they did so well, didn't they? They got the penalty. Mark Ahari yeah. mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you my one to twelve. You want it? Okay. Yep. So who do you think is going to be relegated? All right, we're going from That's the bottom. That's the way we go. Yep. Okay, I'm going to go for Dundee. You think it's going to be Dundee? Yeah. Um, second bottom. Livingston. Livingston. Yep. Number ten. Hibs. 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 Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, controversial. Mm. Ninth. St Johnson. Eighth. Ross County. Seven. Motherwell. And then, so Motherwell just outside the top six. Yeah. Sixth position. St Mirren. Your old club. Fifth. Yeah. Kilmarnock. Right, going Kilmarnock. Fourth. Aberdeen. Third. Hearts. Hearts. You're the only one that's going for Hearts third. Yeah. So that's interesting, yeah. Mark. Yeah. Um, and you've got the advantage of one game there. But I did tip Celtic last week to win the league. So yeah. the Rangers second and, yeah. and Celtic sure. to win the title. Yeah. So it's going to be, and do you think it's going to be tight at the top? Between Celtic and Rangers, ah, you know, this time last year, Paul, I said that would. I think that the title winners would go over a hundred points. I think it would take a hundred points to win the title. This this season, um, I think there'll be a few points dropped. Uh, by obviously Rangers have dropped three um, already, um, so there's 114 points up for grabs. 38 games. Um, I think the title winner will, will be 95 or under. Right. Okay. So it's going to be tougher. It's not going to be an invincible season. Paul, sure. well, the bottom line for me is you're, you're talking about a competition. It's up to Rangers to make it a contest. Yeah. That's because we know sure. Celtic's going to be there, yeah. right? Well, I think so. So it's up to Rangers to make it a contest. That last couple of years sat here with Barry, and you sort of thought, "Listen, it'll go to the wire." This time last year, thought, "God, you know, it'll really." And Bronkhurst and Postecoglou, two top managers, yeah. neck and neck. It didn't pan out that way for for Rangers. So it's up to Michael Beale because the Rangers players, the Rangers manager. We're ready, we're ready to go, but it's time to go and walk the walk yeah. for Rangers, really, it really is. Um, it's up to them to, to, to go and show that they're capable of going to put in a proper title challenge to Celtic. The, the reason I was so surprised with the result and parts of the performance was I would just be thinking that first day of pre-season how, how it felt last year. We've been no winning a trophy and Celtic obviously winning the the treble that, that, would, that would kill you inside so you need to do something about that and that's why I was surprised at the result wasn't it obviously disappointed people use other I was surprised I, I did think Rangers would go down there and I say on Friday Mark, I thought it would have been a horrible game wouldn't it have mm. been pretty just make sure you come up the road exactly with three yeah. points no matter if yeah. it's 1-0 it's a bonus if you yeah, play well of course it is. just making sure you get the points the on the board right. so yeah that's why you're frustrated about um, the weekend's result it's going to be some month of August all the way through till September the 3rd 
Mark, we've got two minutes left. So with you and Barry, what about the championship? Quick look there. So Dunfermline, what a start for them, winning 2-1 against Airdrie, the other side that came up. Queen's Park, a 2-1 win for them in the Highlands, at Inverness. Yeah. Morton, 3-1 win against Air United. And Partick Thistle, 2-2 against Wraith Rovers yeah I mean on that last game there credit yeah. Wraith Rovers two yeah, goals down yeah, yeah so so good on um, them I think the result of the, the the weekend in that division was Queen's Park going up to Inverness I fancied Inverness I have to be honest but I want to give a, a mention to a young goalkeeper Callum McKenna at Queen's Park 16 years old Paul and get in because listen trust me you know the, the mentality to go and cope with a situation like that at a high high level away from home and to play your part and a, and a winning um, team so credit to young Callum McKenna at Queen's Park 16 because Willie Hockey Lord Hockey was on here a few months ago Barry yeah, remember that and he, and yeah, he mentioned and, him and he mentioned yeah. him he says there was a lot of clubs sniffing about him but there he's the young man went and, and started the game up at Inverness and that's a tough place to go up and play because you know what Dodgy's teams are like um, they're a pretty physical team and Cali Thistle so brilliant to see 16 year old and, and very rarely do you see that in a yeah, goalkeeper especially these days yeah. isn't yeah. it as yeah. the keepers mature later who do you fancy for the championship quickly uh, Dundee yeah. United Barry still you think yeah but Wraith I was Rovers. impressed with Dundee United <laughs> yeah. and, and Friday I thought yeah. they were really good who yeah. did you go for Wraith Rovers, Wraith Rovers. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah. Yeah. brilliant division though again isn't it brilliant sure. division yeah but it was a good win for United Jim, Jim Goodwin's Dundee United looked yeah. apart on Friday, Friday night, night. Yeah. Yep, they, they did strong and our own Stephen McGinn uh, Falkirk 3-0 win against Annan yep. yeah I see Kelty Hearts your old team Barry 2-0 win at Montrose and the Ackies 1-0 against Cove Rangers uh, Barry Ferguson from Hamilton yeah brilliant, brilliant <laughs> result superb result Ackies thanks for your call Ackies are going up and what about your old team the Wasps Alawa they were 3 down weren't they against Queen of the South uh, they, they, yeah Queen of the South they fought back to 4-3 a full time team in League 1 that's a, a, a good result to go down there. Marvin Bartley's um, Queen yeah. of the South. Mm -hmm. Sterling Albion 1-0 against Edinburgh City and in the second division to Barton we think might do well. 1-1 at Bonnie Rigg. Peter Head 3-0 at East Fife. Stranraer winning at Elgin. Spartans and Clyde 1-1 and uh, Stennis Muir 4 for nothing to see there. 0-0. Mark, the season's back. Loved it, Paul. Great. Love the Monday night. We're all back together. Great. You'll be back Friday night? Yes, looking as forward well. to it. Barry, back on Wednesday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Wednesday. Yep. Big, big night. game, yeah. big game. Rangers need to make sure they produce a, a good performance and a good result. Will we come live from Ibrooks? Could you arrange it? Yeah, why not? <laughs> okay, we'll be back tomorrow night. Big John Hartson and Craig Moore will be here at five. Thanks so much, everyone, for making the switch. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps, and garden projects. Let's go. Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. Crofty and Grado hear the stories behind some of Glasgow's best-loved restaurants. What I wanted to do was create a restaurant that would celebrate Scottish produce. 
Crofty samples the vegan options. Imagine I just went to hell with this veganism halfway through the podcast. Oh, please do. <laughs> <laughs> and Grado samples everything else. Steak pie. Again, that's a massive big steak pie. Huh? That is a... Before the ultimate test, the Dougie bag. Well, that's really difficult. They're both really good and you could have that as a starter and that as a main, but I had to pick one. Episode 5 at Versanta is available now. Search for Rate the Plate wherever you get your podcast with Glasgow Taxis. Become your own boss and become part of their team now.